God is a good God. Amen. So today we're going to continue our message series, and we're going to do part seven, part seven of our message series on Joseph, and we title the series, Here Comes the Dreamer. Here Comes the Dreamer. Uh, so we're going to continue today's part seven. I think we're likely going to go to ten parts, all right? So... Uh, I just think God really has a lot to share with us from this story. Uh, so we praise God for his revelation. I just believe that this is a, you know, I want you to receive this because it's the word of God is not just, they are not just words, they are spirit. Uh, they are not just sent to inform us, they are sent to transform us. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit, they are life. One thing about spirit, spirit creates I believe there is a creative power, you know, that is being released even as this word is spoken. And I believe that many people, God is giving you dreams. God is renewing your dreams. God is refreshing your dream. Especially, I believe there are people who have really abandoned their dream, uh, you know, in, course of li- in the course of life. So many challenges, things have happened, uh, discourage you from pursuing your dream. I believe the Lord is calling you. This is the time to go back to your dream. There is grace in the house. There is grace in the atmosphere for you to pursue your dream. Amen. Today, we're going to talk about your gift. And I titled the message, Your Gift, Your Door. Or Your Gift is the Door. Your Gift is the Door to Your Dream. That's very important. Uh, We're going to read two scriptures. uh, Two very popular uh, verses of scripture from Proverbs. Most of you will have heard them before. You may not know the address uh, or where they are found, but I'm sure most of you will have heard them. The first one is in Proverbs 18.16. Proverbs 18.16, and the second one is Proverbs 22.29. I'm going to marry both of them together because I believe they are, those two scriptures, they, they, they converge to what you know God has to say to us today. Um, Proverb 18.16 says, it should be on the screen, so maybe we should read it together. If you can display it on the screen for everybody to read it together, that would be good. Proverb 18.16, can we all read it together? A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. All right. So here, a man's gift makes room for him. And brings him before great men. Now, disclosure, the word translated gift here is actually a uh, Hebrew word called matan, M-A-T-T-A-N. Now, most times it is understood to actually mean giving a gift. Uh, But if you really read very broad and wild from the dictionary, the Bible dictionary, it has a very wide application. Uh, it has a very wide application. So, you know, because it could also mean the gift that we've been given, uh, not the gift that we, I mean, as also the gift we give, right? So a man's gift, uh, so it means when you give gift, when you're someone that loves giving gift, your gift will make, will create opportunities for you in life. Uh, kind of means generous people. If you're someone that loves giving, 
uh, giving creates opportunity, but also is a gift you have been given. And God is a giver of good gift. All of us have been giving gifts. Uh, now, I will read Proverbs 22 so you can kind of get you know, a wider understanding. Proverbs 22:29 is another popular scripture. Proverbs 22:29 says, "Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank." Wow. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve. The word translated work there is actually an Hebrew word called melako, which is M-E-L-A-W-K-A-W. It is actually some one word that could mean your ministry, your craft, craftsmanship, your workmanship. You know, Ephesians 2 tends to where it's workmanship. All right? It means craftsmanship, ministry. It means if you are skilled or diligent, actually, excellent in your ministry, in the gift and assignment God has given to you, you will serve before kings and not before ordinary people. Uh, I don't think he's trying to say ordinary people don't are not important. He's just trying to say you will serve, uh, you, you will eventually be able to serve to kings if you are diligent. God will take you to bigger places. And we're going to get that because we're going to zero in on the you know, on the life of Joseph. This is tied into Joseph, by the way, at the end of the day. So it's, it's interesting to know here that the Bible is not saying a man's education makes room for him. It's not, it's not that. Because education in itself, sometimes we talk about education, going to school. Really, what is important is marrying your education with your gift. All right? Your gift is really what creates room for you. It's very, very important. You know, you, you know for example... If you, if you are a teacher, all right, That's, that could be a gift of teaching. If you are teaching, you can study math, but your gift is teaching. It's better if you use your math to teach. Did you get what I'm talking about? So when we marry our gift, that is when, you know, we excel. Uh, if you have a gift of caring for people, because that can be a gift, you know, a gift of serving and caring, you know, that could be your... A motivational gift, for example. Now, if you are a doctor, if you are a nurse, I mean, then you will excel because, you know, what you're doing matches what you are gifted to do. Oftentimes, frustration comes when there is a mismatch, right? When there is a mismatch in people's education and their gift, you know, you eventually you, it's better for you to find a way, you know, to use your training along with your gift. Did you get what I'm talking about? Now, I am preaching now, but I, my education was in engineering. First degree in mechanical engineering, you know, second degree in engineering management, all right? I mean, so if somebody says, oh, you know, Jide Lauri is an engineer, he's designing this, he's in India helping to design, um, you know, car, new cars, energy, renewable, I mean, that will make sense based on my education, you know? I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> Instead, I'm traveling everywhere. I'm here teaching, preaching, you know, you know, helping people develop. Because now, over years, I was able to find out that my gift is different from my education. 
Did, did, did you get that? So it's very, very important that it is not your education. Sometimes we focus so much on education, and sometimes parents, we just arbitrarily assign course of study to our children, right? We just say, okay, you're going to be the engineer in the house. You're going to be the accountant in the house. You know, I think we need a lawyer in this house in case we get into trouble. So who is going to be the lawyer? Okay, you are next. Oh, yeah, you are the lawyer. (laughs) So people are frustrated, right? If you wake up on Monday morning and you are not happy, chances are that you are not uh, working in the area of your gift, Praise the name of Jesus. That doesn't mean you should do crazy stuff, you know, but that means you should walk your way towards, all right? And for some of us, honestly, I mean, you will do your work, but you will find fulfillment elsewhere, right? I did that for many years, so I didn't do any crazy things. I mean, I eventually follow God's leading, God's direction. You know, uh, before I even went into pastoring, obviously I was ministering, I was speaking, I started, I started a ministry called Kingdom Life Ministry, I was teaching in church, I was doing all these things, and eventually I felt the Lord led me to start a church, was bivocational for like seven or eight years, all right, that means I woke up in the morning, I went to do work, you know, came back, you know, eventually God allowed me to go fully into the area of my gifting. Hallelujah. And I remember some story about 10 years ago. It's 10, 10, 11 years. I woke up in the morning. I think I was driving to work. A friend of mine called me and said, how are you doing? I said, well, I had a dream about you today. That's so weird. I saw you. I saw you preaching. And I saw some dignitaries in your your church. In fact, he said, I remember I saw Mayor Bloomberg sitting in the middle of your, you know, as your church, as she was preaching. I don't know what it means, you know, but I just want to tell you, you know. And I, you know what, as he finished, this verse came to me. I don't know, it just came to say, if you're skilled in your work, you're going to serve before kings. I mean, since that time, you see how many kings have been to our church? We've had even running governor come here. Listen to me preach. You know, when they told me, oh, the governor candidate was coming, I said, is he, what is it? He, he's going to sit down and sit down through the service. They said, yes. I said, then he can come. All right? At least he can sit down 30 minutes and listen to us preach. So it's very important to know that when we operate in the area of gift, it becomes an open door to what God has for us. Amen. So we're going to look at seven keys. To opening doors with your gift. Or seven steps from your gift to your greatness. Alright? We're going to look at the life of David. How his gift become uh, the open door to God's purpose for him. His dream in life. And I want you to learn this lesson. This is a spirit inspired lesson. That I believe God will use. Uh, you know, to ignite you as you also uh, seek to fulfill your purpose. Amen. Number one, Joseph did not abandon his gift because of difficulty. That's one thing I realized about him. You see, even Joseph's gift is dreaming. He has this gift, ability to dream. Now, that is how God communicates his own dream to him, right? He has a gift of dreaming. It doesn't mean you must have a gift of dreaming. 
you know, God will find a way of communicating your own dream, right? Your vision, your purpose, what he has, come, what he has assigned you to do. He will put a desire in your heart. He will use people to confirm. Usually God uses many ways to confirm his plan and purpose for your life. All right? But you're going to see something happen. His gift got him in trouble. <laughs> you know, he got criticized. In fact, the theme, I mean, the title of this uh, series, Here Comes the Dreamer, which is from Genesis 37 verse 19, was a ridicule. People ridicule him because he was dreaming. <laughs> you know, I mean, have you ever been ridiculed before because of your gift? Many times we get ridiculed. Many times we have gift, we have ministry, we have an assignment. People make fun of you, all right? People criticize you. People ridicule you. You know, you tell them you want to be this. This is what God has called you to do. Sometimes you even have a gift because your gift is not producing fruit yet. People ridicule you. Sometimes you ridicule yourself, right? Sometimes you are like, I don't think this is working. I mean, they, told, they said I'm supposed to be prophetic. They said I'm supposed to be this. You know, but I, I don't see anything. I don't see that. You know, so this is the situation that Joseph found himself. But one thing about him, though, he did not abandon his gift. You know, I have seen so many people who shut down the gift of God in their life simply because it's not, something is not working. All right? Something be, sometimes because he got them into trouble. In Joseph's case, the gift even got him in trouble. So I'm sure he's like, wow, this stupid dream got me in trouble. I mean, got me in a pit. I almost got killed. Now I'm a slave. Now I'm in Egypt far away, all because of my gift, you know. And it is important to not neglect your gift. First Timothy 4.14 says, do not neglect the gift or your gift which was given to you, right? Don't neglect it. You know, it, it means sometimes it will be rough. It will be rough. Sometimes, you know, you will be criticized for your gift. Sometimes you will go through a lot for your gift. Sometimes, you know, you will go through season with no result concerning your gift. All right? But one thing I admire about Joseph he never abandoned his, he never shut down. You know one thing about us, we can shut down the gift of God, right? We can shut it down. We can stifle it. We can say, I don't want to move in this gift anymore. I don't want to encourage anymore. Maybe you're an encourager. You know, the few people you encourage never listen to you um, or maybe despise you. You're like, you know what, I'm never going to do that again. Maybe your gift is generosity. You know, you are generous. The few first people that you were generous to even rewarded you badly. And you're like, you know what, I'm never going to be generous again. Maybe your gift is serving. All right, maybe your gift is serving. You know, maybe serving others, serving, you know, you know ministers. You know, maybe the few ministers you serve or pastor took advantage of you and you shut it down. You're like, you know, I'm never going to do that again. Now, I'm sure Joseph came close to doing that. But thank God he didn't. Because we have a story now to inspire us. Praise the name of Jesus. So, friends, do not abandon your gift. Do not neglect your gift. You may be made fun of. 
You may be ridiculed. You may even get in trouble. But don't shut it down. Praise the name of Jesus. The second thing about Joseph is Joseph continued to grow in his gift. Continued to grow in his gift. Now, Joseph started by just being a dreamer. After some years, he became a dream interpreter. Did you see that? That's amazing. It takes growing to go from, it's not everybody that can dream that can interpret a dream. Now, he even went beyond that to be a wisdom provider, a solution provider. Now, let's read, let's read, let's read Genesis 40. Genesis 40, let's go to verse 5. Each of the two men, now he was in prison now. Now he's in prison here in Genesis 40. He's in prison. I mean, I mean things have gotten so bad. You know, escape dead. You know, now you are in prison. You don't even know. You know, and it's really a prison of high crimes. People who are, the people who put you in prison, you can't even appeal. They are the power brokers. All right? I mean, so, but look at what happened. He saw the other prisoners that they were together. So each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night. And each dream had a meaning of his own. When Joseph came to them, the next morning he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? Verse 8, we both had dreams, they answered. But there is no one to interpret them. Now, before now, we never knew Joseph could even interpret them, right? But look at what Joseph said to them. Do not interpretation belong to God? You know, tell me your dreams. I mean, it looks like maybe he's even never done it before. Maybe he's just saying, let's see what God can do. Just tell it to me. Let's see. Let's pray. Let's explore. Let's see what God can do. And from there, he was able to accurately interpret their dreams. Let's go to verse 41. I mean, chapter 41. Chapter 41, let's go to verse uh, 36. Now, he found himself before Pharaoh now. <laughs> you know, Pharaoh now has a dream. And Pharaoh is looking for interpreter. And the, the guy said, you know what? Even though he had forgotten Joseph, you know, you know what? I remember my sin today. A long time ago when we were in prison, there was a guy there, you know, who was so good at interpreting dreams. I think he can help you, king, because the king has a dream now. The king is looking for somebody to interpret dream. Did you see that? And so, he, so they, they went and brought Joseph. In fact, if you read the story, he had to, they had to go and shave for him because, I mean, he's been in prison now for years. I mean... They have to, you know, clean it up, shave, and, you know, you know, had some nice cologne and cream, whatever, brought him before the king. And the king now tells him his dream. And, you know, something came on him. You know, in fact, he said, king said, I heard you are a dream interpreter. He said, no, 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 I'm not a dream interpreter. God is the one that can interpret dream. Just tell me the dream. So the king tells him the dream, and boom. God gave him inspiration, accurately interpreted the dream. Then the king said, hmm, so what are we going to do now? <laughs> and Joseph stepped in again 
another level of gift. And now, this is verse 33. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land. I mean, this is deep stuff. I mean, let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest. I mean, take 20% of the harvest of Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, they should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh and be kept in the cities for food. For food should be held in reserve for country to be used during seven. I mean, it's talking like an economics here now. Economist, right? I mean, this is something that people from Harvard should do, right? This is something that we're going to have some high-level people to say, how can we solve these problems? How can we have an algorithm that will really help us to put this thing together and come up with a solution? But by word of wisdom. You see how he kept moving? Moving. So... One thing I know, it takes effort, consistency to grow in your gift. So if you have a gift, you must grow in your gift. God gives you the gift, it's your responsibility. Do you see a man that is diligent in his gift? Praise the name of Jesus. First, I mean, Second Timothy 1, 6 says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Second Timothy 1, 6. Stir up. And that's very, very important. Number three, because of time, Joseph operated in his gift even when time was not perfect. That's another lesson I learned from that. You see, something, one thing about gift, uh, most of us, we are so spiritual when things are well for us. All right? I mean, when things are not going well for us, we don't even think of ministering to other people, right? I mean, we are irritable, right? We are not very kind. We are not the nicest person, right? You know, when things aren't working, when we feel judged, we feel treated badly, we feel life is not doing, that's when we just stop doing what we And I've seen people, I mean, they will just stop doing what they are doing. I mean, for God, you know, people stop it. People just start acting weird, acting funny, they start blaming everybody, and you're like, what is going on? And you have to really be so discerning, right, to say, you know what, I think things are not going well. Maybe the person lose their job. You know, you can realize that maybe things didn't work well for them, and you have to start going through layers, you know. I want you to remind yourself, look at Joseph. He didn't play all that. I mean, things weren't going, on for this guy, going well for this guy at all. Things were not, things were rough. Yet he found time, right? To still use his gift. Because your gift is to bless others. That's one thing about gift. You know, and God can be so interesting that our gift just bless others. And sometimes you are just not being blessed. At least he appears that for, for a while, right? It appears that, I mean, how come everybody is getting blessed but me, right? How come I sing? People are just inspired. People are, you know, people are in a wreck. And I walk out of that place, I feel so dry. You know? 
Or I'm just not getting breakthroughs. And people are getting breakthroughs. You know? But Joseph continued. Continued. He was willing to serve. Hallelujah. He was willing to serve the lowly people. I mean, I think I jumped to my number four. So he was willing to serve. When, so I will do four, I will come back. Don't worry. So in his down moment, Joseph still flowed in his gift. And I remember Paul telling Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 2, he said, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Right? You know, we have to serve in season. If you are a gifted, if you are, I mean, which all of us, we are, God has given us a gift. You know, you must be prepared in season and out of season. Do you know that David wrote most of his psalms not when he became the king? Most of his psalms were written when he was going through tough times in his life. It was when he was running away from his life. I mean, and he was largely running because of his gift. I mean, it was because of his gift. It was because of the grace of God over his life. It was because of the anointing. It was because of the calling. It was because God anointed him. I mean, as soon as they anointed him, his problem started. It's like um, I was anointed for trouble. I mean, just things, all hell broke loose. Nothing worked. Life was difficult. The king wanted to kill him. And it was in those moments, many of the Psalms that we read today, that made it to the Bible. Can you imagine? His songs made it into the Bible that we are all reading. They were written when things were not going well. He wasn't even sure he was going to survive. I mean, if, if the king and his army are against you, chance, the chance of surviving is so small. I mean, sometimes he had to pretend he was a madman, like a crazy man, just to survive. Like he had to start spitting, and just and the spit was falling on him, and there's all oh, he's a crazy guy, and that's how he survived being killed. I mean, he had to do all kinds of things, lived in caves to really survive. Can you imagine going through that and still allowing yourself to be inspired by God to write psalms? He even prophesied about Jesus Christ. Even in those moments, some of the prophecies about Jesus that we read today, it was in that moment. Thou will not leave my soul in hell, nor suffer your only one to see corruption. Psalm 16. He's saying all that, but he's saying that about Jesus Christ. Peter even quoted that eventually in Acts chapter 2. So sometimes we need to use our gift. And that was his gift. Singing, writing songs, that was David's gift. Even when things were not going well. So I'll go to my point number three now. So I jump to four. Joseph was willing to serve the lowly people with his gift. I think that's very important. That's very important. It was. Now, he ended up serving great people. But he was willing to serve lowly people. And I thought that is amazing. I thought I was, you know, he, he was able, he was willing to serve the prisoner. And because he served the prisoners, he was able to serve the king. You know, sometimes we're expecting to just use our gifts. You know, God just create that platform so that the whole world can see. You know, how about 
the platform of the homeless people. That's a platform right there. I mean, there's so many platforms that God has given to you. And that's what his platform was. You know, sometimes you look for, you know, big platform. No, no, no. God has given you a small one. Oh, I'm called to be a teacher and a preacher of the word. How about preaching your house first? Preach to your children. Preach to your spouse. Preach to your friends at work. Go and preach to people. You know, go and find places to preach. Don't, don't, don't. God is going to, God is the one that creates platform. It's God. He's not anyone. Oh, they don't recognize the gift of God in my life. No, it's not up to people to recognize it. God, if God recognizes it, no one can stop it. I mean, if God really says you're anointed, uh, no one can. I mean, Saul did everything to stop David's anointing. But it was impossible. It's, you know, it's impossible. It's, it's like trying to stop a train. I mean, you know, no. It, you know, it could not be stopped. You know, so I mean, uh, Matthew 25, 10, the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did it for me. You see, you must be willing to serve the lowly people with your gift. You must be willing. David, one thing about David sang when no one was there. I mean, you know how difficult, I mean, he was singing and writing song when there was no one to clap. There was no one to really say this song was good. Oh, Jesus. There was nobody. <laughs> but he was doing it. It was probably like in Subway, just singing, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, go to those little churches and just sing, you know, until one day the king was going crazy. The king was demonized. And somebody said, there's a guy. He's so anointed. I mean, he, when he sings, I mean, even people who are demonized, they, they, they get better. <laughs> and the king said, there's someone like that. Said, yeah, go and bring him. I mean, you see, a man that is diligent in his ministry. One day he was singing by the side of the road and people were throwing coins, you know. The next day he was in the White House just singing for the king. You see that? So it's very, these are powerful lessons that God wants us to learn. That we must be willing to serve lowly people. Serve children. Don't think children, oh, sometimes, oh, we are, you are teaching children, you don't, you don't take it seriously. God is watching. How diligent are you serving lowly people? And God knows that I can trust this person with the kings. Praise the name of Jesus. I mean, Joseph is amazing. There's just something, there's something so special about Joseph. We can go on, I think we can go a whole year just learning from the life of Joseph. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Another thing we learn about Joseph, number five, Joseph added fruit or character to his gift. I mean, there's something about you waking up, seeing some people dejected, and stopping to find out why they were down. You know that? There's something about that. That's character. That's empathy, right? That's humility. That's care, caring. You know, 
I mean, that's, that's, that's what happened. He woke up. He saw these two people. They were not looking good. And he, and he stopped by. You know, sometimes we think because we are gifted, we can, you know, we must be arrogant. You see, God, God is, God, you know, last week we talked about that a little bit. Serving, humid, serving is humble, right? Humility is so important to be added to our gift. You know, we live in a world that gifted people, there's are so many arrogant gifted people. And it has distorted, you know, our view of success. You know, we must be willing to add character. Second Peter 1.5 says, For this very reason, make effort to add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And he went on and on to talk about all kinds of virtue. So that's one thing we see about Joseph. He wasn't just someone running on his gift. If your gift is all you've got, you're not going to go very far. You must add character. Even if you go far, you're going to crash. Amen. And I love that about him. Now, number six. Joseph consistently acknowledge the source of his gift. And you're going to see this in, in two areas. First, when he was in prison, and we read that in Genesis 40, verse 8, do not interpretation belong to God. Now, by the time he shows up in Pharaoh's office, verse, uh, now Genesis 41, verse 15, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream. And there was no one that can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. Look at what Joseph said in verse 15. He didn't say, oh, you're right. I'm true. You're true. It's true. No. He said, Joseph answered, it is not me. God will give Pharaoh. And answer of peace. Now God can use me. But I just want you to know king. If you're looking for me. Answer from me. You're looking in the wrong place. But if you can look to God together. God is going to. So I, I love that about him. That he constantly points back to God. Right? Constantly point back to God. We must always acknowledge the source of the gift. Sometimes we are so forgetful. God, forgetful. We, we're brilliant. Some of us, your gift is you're brilliant. Maybe academically, maybe in business, you have acumen. You just forget the source. You know, when we are praised, we don't direct it towards God. And we must always do that. Number seven and the last point Joseph's gift brought him before Pharaoh the king. Right? Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Very, very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. His gift eventually opened door to him. I mean, how possible... Will it have been for Joseph to, to just go to the Pharaoh and just knock? He was even a foreigner. 
right? Probably an illegal alien. I'm sure it was after that he went to do something with his papers. And they're like, how did you come here? I was smuggled in. Oh, yeah, let's try and fix that, you know, because we need this, we need this guy. Before we swear him in as the prime minister, at least we need to make him uh, legit first. I'm sure they quickly went and did something for him. What did that? His gift. Your gift will make room for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Your gift will make room for him. Your, you, your gift will cause doors to be open for you. Your gift, as you stay faithful, as you stay diligent, as you add humility, as you excel in the gift that God has given to you in your calling, your gift will find you out. Your gift will make room for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. First of all, find out what is your gift. Find it out and stay there. And let God walk the rest. You know, these are principles that if we just stay there, there are things only God can do. I mean, the story of Joseph is the story of God's sovereignty, right? God is the one that moves all these bits and pieces together, you know. Sometimes we want to do God's work for him instead of doing our work, right? We want to move things. No, it's God that can move things. It's God that can move the heart of Pharaoh. It's God that can remember even the prisoner that forgot after two years. It's God that can do that. Right? It's God. So don't do the work of God. Do your own work. Stay faithful with your gift. And the Lord will bless you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.